are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're here in Romans, the 10th chapter. We're talking about the law of faith, the law of the new covenant, a law that God has established and will work in your life. Now, let's read again from verse 4. For Christ is an end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness, which is the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, Who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above? Who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ again from the dead? But what saith it? Now let's stop there. Let's look at what he said. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh. Now, first of all, he tells you what it would not say. He says the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say, Who will bring Jesus back here? Bring him down from heaven? That he may do something for me? That he may minister to me healing? And you know, somebody might say, Well, nobody would be foolish enough to say that. Who would say, Who will raise Christ again from the dead? Or what Paul's saying, reverse the process of death? so that Jesus would be back on earth walking, you see, as he did before he died? Well, you might say, well, nobody would say that, but have you ever said, Lord, come down and touch me? <laughs> I'll not ask for a show of hand, <laughs> because we've all said that, hadn't we? Now, see, we're talking about a law. We're talking about the law of faith, which I call the law of the new covenant. Because faith worketh by love. The Bible says that fear, he that hath fear, is not made perfect in love. And faith worketh by love. Now this law works by love. And here he says, the righteousness which is of faith would not say, Jesus, I have to come back and do something about this. No, he said the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say that. But what would it say? Verse 8. What saith it? The word is nigh thee. Now this is what the righteousness which is of faith says. The righteousness which is of faith says, The word is nigh thee. I'd say it this way. The word is nigh me, even in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which Paul preached. <laughs> See, Paul said the word of faith which I preach. Now notice Paul calls the word of God the word of faith. Now, this is important to understand what he's saying here. Because God's Word is the Word of faith. You know, I was reading a book on Smith Wigglesworth, an apostle of faith. One man came to his house one day, and he had picked up a newspaper that was out on the sidewalk. He assumed that it was Smith's newspaper. So he just picked it up and went to the door and knocked on the door. And when Smith came to the door, he... Uh, spoke to the man, and the man wanted to come in, and he said, you may come in, but leave that newspaper outside. Don't bring it in my house. There's not a word of faith in it. It wasn't his newspaper. It was his neighbor's. He said, don't bring it in my house. There's no words of faith in it. But God's Word is filled with faith. See, now here was a man that understood it's important not to feed on things that don't produce faith. 
or read where a minister said, full gospel minister said, he didn't agree with everything that Smith Wigglesworth said. But he said you had to agree that he was a man of great faith. Because he said, I personally saw him walk up to a woman with a cancer on the side of her face as big as uh, two silver dollars. He said he grabbed it with his hand and said, in the name of Jesus, he jerked it off and threw it on the floor. And she was perfectly healed. <laughs> you might not agree with what the man did or said sometime, but you'd have to agree that he had great faith. And he said, don't bring the newspaper in my house. No word of faith in it. Now, here's the point that I'm driving at. God's word is filled with faith. Now, the law of the new covenant is the law of faith. And the faith which that law works under and from is in the word of God. God's word is filled with faith. If there was no faith in God's word, you couldn't get any faith by hearing God's word. It's just very simple. If you had a pitcher or a glass up here and say, I'm going to pour water out of this glass. Well, the only way you're going to pour water out of the glass is if there is water in the glass. Now, if there's no water in the glass, you're not going to pour any water out of it. So you notice over here in verse 17, Paul says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then if faith comes by hearing the word of God, there must be faith in God's word. And that's what we should feed on. Day in and day out is God's Word. And it'll produce a spiritual force called faith. Now Paul has said, The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say the Word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Now here he tells you, begins to give you insight into how the Word of God or the law of faith works. Is that you take God's Word, you find out what God said concerning you, concerning your situation. You put the word in your mouth. Now, you know what it means to put it in your mouth. I don't mean to eat the pages of your Bible. <laughs> you don't eat the pages of your Bible. You find out what God said about you, a particular promise in the word of God, and you begin to say it. You speak it. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing. Now, somewhere down through the years, we got the idea that faith come by reading. It did not say that faith come by reading. It says faith cometh by hearing. Now, if you read it out loud, it would be all right, certainly. But you see, there's some of these things I think we've missed sometimes. And because we were not diligent to do what the Word said, we missed part of it. Now, certainly, you could uh, gain some faith, I am sure. Probably by reading the Word of God because you tend to sort of hear it in your own mind. Have you ever read a book? You know, I've noticed that when I read people's books, especially if I know them now, you see, if I didn't know them, I wouldn't have this sensation. But I can pick up one of Brother Kenneth Hagin's books and I can start reading it and I can hear him saying it. And I can pick up one of Oral Roberts' books and I can read it and I can hear him, I can hear his voice. I don't hear it with my ears, I hear it with my mind, I guess. But I can hear the phrases. And I can hear Brother Hagin saying, Body, he's the only fellow that says body by body. <laughs> and when I read his books, that's the way I hear it, you know. Well, the word that comes forth produces faith. That's what we're saying. 
And that's what the Word of God's saying here. But now I want to call your attention to something that I think is very important to the fact of the law of faith is that Paul gives a whole discourse here showing you what the righteousness, which is the faith, wouldn't say. Would not say, Jesus, I have to come back and do it. But it would say, the righteousness, which is a faith, that comes under this law of faith, which is the law of the new covenant, would say, what God has promised is as close to me as getting it in my mouth and then in my heart. Now, that's the way you get things in your heart. You're not going to have the promises of God in your heart just because you see it in the Bible or just because you read it a time or two. People will read that and say, well, yes, it must be true because it's in the Bible. Well, is it true to you? Well, you mean do I have it? Is it manifest in my life? Well, no. Well, why isn't it? Because it hasn't become true to you. Because it's not in your heart. Did you know you can have some things in your head that's not in your heart? Faith won't work in your head. It works in the heart. For with the heart man believeth. Now notice Paul goes on here to say in verse 9 that if thou shalt confess. Now see, he talks about the word of faith which I preach. Then he says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now he tells you that this law of faith works this way to get you born again. Now this is one of the simplest, I suppose the simplest, explanation of how to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Paul lays it out very clearly, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now there has to be some things happen there. You have to repent, change your mind, or you wouldn't confess Jesus as Lord. See, repent means change your mind. The devil was your Lord, but when you decide to make Jesus Lord, you've repented. And then you confess that Jesus is Lord. He says, Then believe in thy heart, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You've got to believe with your heart. There must be the Word of God in the heart of an individual, down in your spirit, and it'll change you from the inside out. And this is what the law of faith does. The Word of faith gets in you. It becomes a part of you, and it changes you. Now, you see, under the old covenant, there was no power under that old covenant to overcome and to do the law. But you see, through the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith, there is power that comes from the Word of God to make the promises of the Word of God real in our heart and also in our lives and in manifestation in our everyday situation. And it's important that we, as Christians, find out how faith works and applied in every situation in our life. Because God's not just interested in the things that are spiritual. He's interested in other things. He was interested in the children of Israel possessing the land of promise. And in the land of promise there, there was a land that flowed with milk and honey, and there was no lack there. And I'll tell you quite frankly, God is still interested in us as the children of God, as His sons and daughters possessing the promised land, where there is no lack. But now you see, the promised land to us today is the word of promise, which is in the word of God. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In this book, 
will give you an insight into what opens the door to the devil and how to overcome the things that come your way. You know, some people believe that everything that comes to you in life is God's will for you. No, that's not true. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If it has to do with having life and have it more abundantly, it comes from Jesus. But the problems, the troubles, and the things that destroy your life does not come from God. God is not the destroyer. The scriptures say that Satan is the destroyer. And the Greek word translated destroyer means ruiner. He came to ruin your life. And you need to know that it's not God's will that all these things that come to you in life happen to you. Now, some of them may be, but it's because of sowing and reaping. You know, you can sow a seed and reap a harvest. Whether it's a good seed or a bad seed, you're going to reap a harvest. Now, you've heard people say, God will never put more on you than you can bear. That's not what he said. The scripture says, God will always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it or to come through it or overcome it. In other words... You're going to have to act on the Word of God to overcome the things that come against you, many of them especially, if you'll just get the Word of God in your mouth and begin to speak it. That's offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.